Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Muriwa Kavaza, and for today, we do get into um, what is a very relevant discussion um, around uh, the festive season, and particularly, um, you know, the travel sector, because uh, I think, you know, at this time of the year, everyone is looking for either vacation, um, vacation uh, destinations, looking to travel, looking to visit friends and family or just looking for a way to rest and just uh, you know decompress after what has been a very um, hectic year this is also a significant uh, year uh, 2022 because i think around the world i know specifically in south africa um, covid 19 restrictions were you know the majority of them were dropped earlier this year and i think that has been uh, the that has been the state of affairs in a number of countries around the world so this is the festive season globally uh, that is expected you know for us to see uh, that resurgence of travel um, around the world as people have way more freedom of movement uh, this year so to help us to understand uh, whether we are expecting you know too much or too little or to just make sense of the realities on the ground now we're joined by probably one of uh, the largest players when it comes to uh, the travel and accommodation space um, you know globally that is Airbnb and to help us to make sense of uh, you know uh, what's happening um, on the ground we're joined by Valma Cochran uh, who is uh, Valma Cochran rather who is uh, uh, the regional lead for Middle East and Africa over at Airbnb. Valma greetings to you today. Thank you for having me and hello from Paris, where I am actually staying in an Airbnb at this very minute. <laughs> it seems quite fitting that we'll be talking to, uh, you know, uh, someone at Airbnb and they'll be joining us from another part of the world and, you know, joining us from an Airbnb. Uh, maybe you could give us some insight into uh, your role, because usually we, we want to understand the organization. But uh, by now, Airbnb is one of those large companies. Companies that uh, you know most people either know, have used, have heard about, or have come in contact with. So, uh, rather than delving into Airbnb itself, but maybe your role um, as a regional lead, what that actually means and entails. Absolutely. So, I've been I've been at Airbnb for six years. I was the first person um, in the company who had boots on the ground in in Africa and South Africa, and my role started. Um, as the lead for South Africa, then expanded to, to Southern Africa or Sub-Saharan Africa. And now I look after Africa and the Middle East. And basically, I do two things. The one is I work with governments in various countries um, around the region to really try and make sure that we have kind of common sense regulations in place to make sure that hosts on Airbnb can continue hosting, that there aren't too many you know, barriers and that you're not stifling kind of entrepreneurship and that you're creating kind of an, an, an enabling environment for our hosts. And then I also look after the business side and, and, and make sure that um, we have programs in place to, to grow the business and also to support hosts to make sure that hosts can continue hosting and remove any barriers that they might be to hosting. 
And when it comes to something like that, I would be, you know, quite interested because you said uh, you were the first person at, at Airbnb uh, to have those uh, boots on the ground um, when it when it comes to the region. Um, what have you seen, you know, during your time? Because, you know, um, six years within the history of, uh, you know, history of mankind, very, very small uh, space of time but within the context of our generation that's a long time because that's a lot of change uh, that i'm sure has happened uh, over the years you know albeit in the middle of all that there's this little thing called the covid19 pandemic uh, that has happened so maybe you could just talk to us around uh, some of the things that you have seen you know during your time over there over those six years so at airbnb we say you know that one year is is a bit like a dog year so, so one year is, you know, one year at Airbnb is like seven years in real life. So I feel like I've really gotten old while I've been at Airbnb. I mean, it's been an incredible, incredible journey. You know, so I started as a consultant in markets trying to figure out what our, what our strategy was for the region. Then very quickly um, in 2000, so I started in 2016. Towards the end of 2016, we launched Airbnb Experiences. And so um, at that point, we launched in 12 cities globally, and we managed to convince the company that of those 12 cities, we needed two African cities. So we also launched in, in Cape Town and Nairobi, and I was very much a part of you know, expanding the business into experiences. Um, and, you know, and I suppose what's also been very exciting is the kind of the regional growth. So kind of going from focusing on South Africa, to, you know, broader kind of focus in the region. You know, as you mentioned, sort of, you know, we, um, you know, I think what has been pretty kind of fundamental to that journey has been the pandemic and what we've seen from the pandemic. You know, we, you know, as a company, you know, Airbnb went from, we lost 80% of our revenue in two weeks. And so it was a really, really kind of kind of existential moment for us. We went from, you know, the beginning of 2020 to being ready to IPO and go public as a company to people saying, you know, is Airbnb even going to exist? Um, and we went from that to being able to, you know, one of the most successful IPOs um, in history for a travel company at the end of 2020. Um, and I'm really proud of, you know, being part of a company that I think really, really navigated the, the pandemic really well. I think we, what, it has, what has happened is that it has made us a much more focused company. It made us really focused on what is the thing that we do better than anyone else. And that's really about hosting and the hosted experience. And we've doubled down on that. And so in the last sort of 18 months, we have, you know, we have these sort of two big releases a year where we are a, a launch product updates. We've launched sort of more than 200 updates to improve the platform and, and make it better for hosts and guests. And I think what we've done is that, you know, we recognized quite early on that COVID was probably going to be the kind of the single biggest change to travel since the advent of commercial flying. And that there were some key trends emerging from that, like flexibility, that the fact that tra travel was a lot more dispersed. People weren't just going to a number of kind of big cities. They were traveling all over. Travel was more domestic. And we've really been able to kind of adapt the platform to suit those needs. 
So it's been a wild ride, but, you know, I'm still here and I'm still, you know, very kind of excited by what we're seeing. Now, it sounds like, you know, there has been a lot going on and, you know, the COVID-19 aspect is something that we can never, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We can never deny, we can never avoid, um, you know, simply because uh, it's an industry, you guys sit in an industry that was so heavily affected uh, by COVID-19. I actually uh, heard... um, I think it was Brian Chesky, who was the CEO of Airbnb, talking to David Rubenstein at some point about, uh, you know, this 80% drop in revenue uh, that happened literally overnight. And it was literally unavoidable because people were sitting at home. They could not move around. You can't manipulate a situation like that. Yeah, it, it was just tough. So against that backdrop then, Valma, very keen to get your sense of from what you guys are seeing, um, you know, on the ground. There's a lot now uh, that people are uh, expecting when it comes to uh, the current festive season that we're in. In South Africa, a lot of your, your travel operators are gearing themselves up saying, you know, this is our time to shine now. The restrictions are gone. Now we are expecting, you know, a really good festive, uh, you know, festive season. Reality on the ground, you know, is that the case or, you know, should uh, people be tempering their expectations? Well, we're, I mean, we're optimistic. In the, in the first sort of three quarters of this year, we saw um, a doubling of our nights booked over the previous year. So we've definitely seen um, an increase in travel. Um, and then, you know, if you can think back to this time last year, I mean, there wasn't just kind of COVID, but there was the whole Omicron virus and so, so or the Omicron variant. And so, you know, the kind of the floor fell out of our season last year. And so, you know, without that, you know, I think we're pretty confident that we will have um, that we will have a good run at it. I think the one thing that um, we are seeing, and this is something that we're seeing globally, but, you know, South Africa is not exempt, is, you know, people are really, really feeling the, the impact of cost of living increases. And I think we see that sort of in two ways. One is that we see that actually travelers are looking for more and more affordable accommodation. So they still want to go away, but, but you know, they are really kind of conscious about um, how much they're spending. And then the second thing that we're seeing is, and this is quite different to what we were seeing, say, in 2019, is that we are literally seeing that many people, so ordinary South Africans, are starting to host because they see that as a way for them to meet the rising cost of living and to make ends meet. So we see that 50% of our hosts say that they are continuing to host or that they're hosting because they want to be able to to stay in their home, pay their mortgage. And that 46% of our hosts are saying that they're actually hosting because they they need that extra income to, to make ends meet. Um, and to, you know, pay the bills, pay the electricity, kind of pay for food. So those are some of the trends that we're seeing. So I think we're optimistic, but, you know, maybe somewhat tempered by what we know is the rising cost of living. Uh, you know, it's actually quite interesting that you yeah, that you bring all of that up because I guess for a business such as yours, um, the health of the consumer and the consumer pocket so 
closely ties and correlates into um, activity on your what you call this uh, on your platform has has what you see because you have sight into middle east and africa um has what you're seeing in south africa is that something that's across the board in terms of the way that uh, you know you've just characterized right now the way that people are thinking about spending is this unique to south africa or do you just see it in all the countries that you're looking after so we've seen pretty consistent global trends to be to be honest with you obviously kind of slight variance sort of depending on markets and you know so for example you know i look after you know africa in the middle east and we've seen you know quite a significant increase in bookings in 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 dubai and qatar you know in the last little while very much related to kind of events so you do see regional specifics but the 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 trends that we see are are relatively kind of consistent so and then you see variants you know in south africa so some of the trends that we're seeing is you know we've spoken about the rising cost of living and how that's driving you know more people to host and to look for more affordable accommodation the other really big trend that we've seen is 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 around flexibility and that's tied to the fact that so many people are no longer kind of tethered to their workplaces they're not expected to be in the office 5 days a week um people are able to remote work and so what we've seen is that we've seen a lot more kind of flexibility in stays so longer longer bookings i think 50% of bookings on our platform in south africa are 7 days plus and that's longer than it was before we've also seen that the 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 trend of bookings of 28 days plus so that's like a longer term stay is one of the fastest growing categories and that's in South Africa too and so we're you know we're actively trying to think about how do we promote remote workers digital nomads we've just signed a partnership with um Cape Town Tourism and the city of Cape Town to really promote Cape Town as a remote working destination you know specifically over this festive season and as we go into January and February because you know for me that is such a big big opportunity you know you know I'm sitting in this lovely little apartment in Paris but it's tiny it's a shoebox and outside it's rainy and cold you know why would I really you know if this was where I was living Why would I want to be here in January February when I could be in Cape Town? So, you know, really sort of thinking about that trend. The second trend that we've seen is that travel is a lot more dispersed. I think because people have flexibility, they are and you know, you know, as we were coming out of COVID, people couldn't travel internationally and so people started to explore what was happening in their backyard. people were suddenly you know going for weekends away trips away with family and friends using travelers away to connect with family and friends and exploring you know all of the towns and villages sort of you know in close proximity to where they live so for example bella bella in the in 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 limpopo was our fast one of our fastest growing towns you know in the last year we saw travel to the waterberg in limpopo increase by 400% um So we've definitely seen that travel is, you know, more flexible, more dispersed and and more domestic because, you know, of South Africans not necessarily being able to go anywhere else, being bored and tired of being locked up in their homes and and deciding to explore what's in their backyard. 
against the backdrop of you know some of those increases that you're seeing in the local activity you know whether it's the partnership with cape town and you know trying to promote that as a destination um all the all the uplift that you're seeing when it comes to limpopo and you know what's becoming popular keen to get a sense you know whatever metrics you can share of um you know activity on the platform you know at the moment uh, whether it's number of stays or the or people you know that actually have uh, what you call this that have uh, um, that have their their properties homes and you know uh lodges uh, bread and breakfast etc um you know on the platform how many hosts you know do you have the types of nights that you're seeing anything that you can share with us on that front so I don't necessarily have all of that data um, to hand, but you know what I can share with you is that in 2020, um, which was sort of the last time that we did an economic impact report, so 2020 was a crisis year for for tourism. It was a crisis year for Airbnb, but. In that year alone, Airbnb contributed 8 billion rand to the South African economy, and we supported the equivalent of 22,000 um, 22, jobs. Um, you know, we have, you know, and, 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 and in many ways, you know, we've also seen, you know, definite kind of increases in, in travel into some of the smaller areas. So, you know, like I just mentioned, kind of Limpopo, the Waterberg where we've seen really kind of high increases in nights booked in, in some of the smaller towns. Cities to a degree have been somewhat slower to recover, but we definitely are starting to see some of that recovery. Um, you know, and then just to give you an, an indication of, um, of our hosts, so a typical host on Airbnb um, earns about 25,000 Rand a year. So you can think, well, that's not, like that's not, you know, a huge amount of money, but a lot of our hosts are individuals. They're doing this occasionally. They're doing it to, you know, earn a little bit of kind of extra income. So if you're running a full-time business, 25,000 rand a month is probably not a great amount of money. But if what you're doing is you're wanting to kind of make ends meet and have a little bit of extra cash, um, you know, that is definitely something sizable that can, that can help that. One of the things I've always been keen to understand, um, this is just a curiosity of mine as someone who covers uh, the technology sector, is because of that comment that you've just made now about uh, the fact that uh, you have a lot of people that are only hosting, you know, a couple of times in a year where it's not full time for them. Does does someone who's hosting on Airbnb, does that count towards what we define as the gig economy? Yeah, I, I suppose it absolutely does. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, I mean, there are many ways to kind of, you know, to, to talk about it. Like there's the kind of, you know, many people have talked about the shared economy. There is the, um, you know, the gig economy. And it's, you know, it's ways in which you enable people to be more flexible to, and and to you know be able to earn kind of additional kind of income streams and to have kind of side hustles you know we see that a lot of our hosts are actually kind of entrepreneurs or freelancers or creatives and what they're doing is that they are are hosting 
as a way to, you know, make a bit of extra money to allow them to do the thing that they, they really want to do. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, we are, you know, we are definitely seeing that, um, we are seeing more hosts kind of come onto the platform and we're, we're seeing more hosts getting booked. So, um, the, you know, half of our listings that were kind of activated and booked in, in the Q3, so the, the, the last quarter, actually received their booking within the first three days. So people are, you know, they're going on, they're getting their bookings relatively quickly and, and they're seeing this as kind of a viable additional income stream. All right. And on hosts, you know, uh, one of the other curiosities, um, you know, on that front, uh, I remember before we got into COVID-19, I actually uh, I actually had uh, what you call this, I uh, had uh, uh, an opportunity to chat with uh, Chris uh, Lahane. I think that's how Lahane, you pronounce that's it. that's right. Yes. yes. Yes, I had an opportunity to talk to Chris, and at the time, he indicated that there were roughly, um, you know, uh, 65,000 listings um, in South Africa, um, and I guess that correlates to the number of hosts as well, you know, especially if we're saying that it's one host per, you know, for the most people, etc., except for the ones that are gung-ho and probably have multiple properties, 65,000 listings at the time in South Africa. Is that roughly where we're still at? or you know up or down so that's roughly where we're still at so you know we so while we've actually seen um you know increases in in demand um you know our, our numbers of kind of, of of listings has stayed relevant relatively the same but what has been interesting is that the distribution of that has changed because what we often see is that you know supply follows demand and as i mentioned what we've seen is that actually um, our business is lot, a lot more dispersed. So we have seen sort of increases into to smaller towns, into secondary cities. And so that's also where we've seen, you know, increases in hosts. And so, you know, overall, like the number is probably, you know, relatively the same. But what we've seen is sort of within that, it's somewhat more, more dispersed. And, you know, I think part of what, you know, we've been really, really focused on is how do we get, you know, Airbnb currently has kind of 4 million hosts on, on the platform globally, and, and how do we get to 8 million? And, and what we're trying to do, and especially into, in response to the, the cost of living increase, is to make it as easy as possible for hosts to continue, for hosts to host. So in November, we announced a number of upgrades to the platform, and, and part of that, there were sort of two things. One is that we launched something called Airbnb Setup. And what that means is that if I want to become a host, um, as you're going through the, the onboarding flow, so as you're on the platform, you can be connected to a super host. So a super host is someone who's been hosting for a while, has had really good reviews, really knows what they're doing. And through that flow, I can either be connected via a video call or, you know, sort of kind of WhatsApp style communication to a super host who can literally ask, answer my questions as I'm going through the kind of the onboarding, which is great. Um, and just making it so much easier and, and, and sort of allaying people's concerns. And then the other thing is, you know, I think people are often, you know, 
sort of thinking about what may concern people or, or you know, worry them about um, hosting. And I suppose maybe some of the fears are, you know, what happens if something, you know, guests come in and, and, and they damage my, you know, my, my property. Um, and actually, interestingly, we see that happening in, in much fewer cases than what you would expect. But we still really, really want to make sure that our our hosts have got um, peace of mind. And so we've always had a product called Air Cover, which means that if you book on the platform, you're as a host, you're you're covered. And 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 the that cover was always up to a million dollars. And we've increased that to three million dollars. So, you know, we are really, really focused on kind of making it as easy as possible for hosts to continue for host for people to for for people to host. And to make sure that you know we are kind of answering whatever questions they have and giving them peace of mind. On the technology side, um, I'm very keen. You know, I'm gonna ask this in in two in two tranches. But first, I'll start with the hosts themselves, uh, because at the end of the day, um, uh, Airbnb is you know a technology company. You know, at its heart, how do you find uh, people? I guess responding to or being able to navigate, you know, through the platform, like you know, because just now you were speaking about, you know, making it easier uh, for hosts to onboard themselves, connecting with more experienced hosts, you know, just so that you you make that uh, process a bit easier. But just generally, from what you can see, you know, how do people respond? Because it's a technology platform, right? If you're a if you're a big hotel or a big uh, BNB type of operation, you probably have a tech department that is just handling everything, you know, and all the different platforms where you're listing, um, you know, your places. But if I'm an individual, you know, that now depends on my tech savviness, you know, uh, and my ability to take, you know, the great pictures and then upload them, you know, all of that. So just talk to us just around uh, the technology piece and how hosts uh, have responded. So what you should know about Airbnb is that our CEO, Brian um, Chesky, who you referred to earlier, he's a designer. And so the fit and finish of the product and the, you know, the user experience is absolutely kind of front and center. Um, and in the last two years, sort of since we've emerged from the pandemic, we have made well over 150 upgrades to the platform to really make it as easy and as seamless for hosts and guests to, to be able to interact with the platform. And so that means, you know, from the host side, we've tried to make it that you can literally create your listing, you know, in sort of 10 easy steps. Um, you know, making sure that like where you've got questions, where you need support, that sort of seamlessly filtered in throughout the user journey. And then from the guest side, you know, some of the things that we, you know, what we realized is that we wanted to make it as easy as possible for guests to find what they were looking for. Um, and especially with some of these new trends around flexibility. So we, you know, we first started by kind of having flexible search because we realized that initially, you know, people had, because of the, the pandemic and people having more flexibility, they weren't necessarily going to kind of Paris and needing to be there for four days. They were saying, I want to go on a holiday and I want to be able to, I want to go on these dates, but I actually want to be kind of close to a beach and I maybe want to, you know, and I, you're a little bit 
bit more agnostic about the destination. So making that easier. And so what we launched um, in May this year is something called Categories. And so as a, as a guest, you can actually search for Airbnb listings based on categories. So it can be places with kind of incredible views, places by the sea. You can even search for listings that have got a chef's kitchen or a grand piano um, and, and really trying to find ways to make it as intuitive as possible for people to find things, but also just because we have so much inventory to be able to kind of surface that inventory in, in different ways. Um, and then, you know, but not everybody is, is very, very kind of tech savvy. And, and I suppose, especially in the South African context, we often see that, um, you know, there are additional barriers to, to being successful on Airbnb. And that sometimes is confidence to host, that could be access to digital technology, the access to data. And so we also have a program that we run in South Africa called the Airbnb Entrepreneurship Academy. It's predominantly focused on um, people from township or rural communities, but and and that program is really designed to give people the skills and the tools to be successful on the Airbnb platform. And so to make sure that you know where there is a little bit of a, a gap, that we can kind of overcome that. Now, at least you know it sounds like there's uh, there's a lot of support uh, that's being given on that front because um, as a lot of people say you know you can build the road uh, but if people don't know how to use cars or don't know how to drive then what use uh, you know what use is the road um, so you guys have built the platform but you know having that ability where people can actually go on and easily list their properties and uh, their spaces, um, you know, on the platform, you know, is always great. And then on the consumer side, you know, anything interesting on that end? Because, um, you know, whilst you were talking, I was just quickly doing a, a quick search on the App Store. And, you know, Airbnb remains, you know, one of the most downloaded apps, um, you know, top on the travel, you know, type of uh, lists, editor, editor's choices and all of that, um, you know, you know, what are you seeing on that end? Are people still downloading um, or have you guys locked in, um, you know, your your captive audience of people that are that are using the platform? You know, we've had more than a billion people use Airbnb um, since we started. I think on any given night, we have more than a million people staying in an Airbnb globally. Um, we believe very much in the in the network effect. So, you know, people... People go and stay, um, then they're probably more likely to host. They'll talk about it and they'll tell their friends about it. Um, and so, you know, we continue to see growth on the platform. And, you know, and I suppose that, you know, we also think that that our platform is actually been very well positioned to take advantage of some of the trends that have come out of COVID. So, you know, where people are looking for longer term stays or, you know, are they their digital nomads? They're probably more likely to want to stay in a home. So, you know, our, um, our, our model is really well positioned for that. You know, where people are looking for, you know, more affordable stays, we're also really well positioned for that. And then there, you know, where we've seen more dispersed travel, so people wanting to travel into slightly unknown places, you know, explore their backyard, you know, 
a lot of those places aren't necessarily tourism hotspots and they don't necessarily have lots of sort of formal tourism infrastructure. So it's much easier for, for you know, us to meet that demand and for kind of people to, you know, be able to put their homes on Airbnb than it is to say build a hotel. So, you know, I think we're, you know, we're optimistic about kind of continued growth just because, you know, our platform is resilient and it's really flexible. And I think what we can do is kind of continue to adapt to meet, you know, the, the, the trends that we see that, you know, come out of travel. All right. It has been a very informative uh, session and I've actually learned a lot uh, because, you know, uh, especially uh, around uh, what's popular at the moment and also at the same time, the trend uh, towards some of those longer stays. Uh, I think the longest I've personally stayed in an Airbnb was maybe three days. Uh, but to hear that there's people that are doing a month uh, or longer in a, in an Airbnb is, you know, an interesting, you know, type of trend and uh, leaning towards uh, the, the the nomadic lives uh, that uh, the pandemic has actually sprouted, um, you know, globally and including in South Africa. Uh, you know, that's that's you know that's been an interesting one. I guess it makes sense because you hear uh, of how you know so many people. I know people that have moved out of the cities, uh, for example, to go and you know stay at the coast or something like that. And you wonder, has this person bought a house and and I guess this answers part of the question to say that actually in certain cases uh, that people are, you know, coming in for some of the longer stays, um, you know, on that platform. Before we let you go, Valma, anything to add, anything to, um, you know, that you want to, you know, maybe say uh, before we let you go? Um, you know, maybe the one thing I would love to just say is that, you know, I mentioned a little bit around kind of the Airbnb um, Entrepreneurship Academy. Um, and, and what we really wanted to do with that was coming out of COVID, we believe that there was an opportunity for us to create and to work, you know, kind of in lockstep with other partners to create sort of travel that was more sustainable, more diverse, more, more inclusive. We see that, you know, specifically in South Africa, there are, you know, incredible experiences in rural areas, you know, in township communities, you've got, you know, people who have got spaces to share in their homes. But what people often need is access to market. And what an Airbnb can provide a platform that connects them to this, you know, this global audience of travelers that are looking for unique and interesting experiences. So a year ago, we made a commitment to more inclusive tourism in South Africa. That, that involved three things. So the first was we wanted to scale the academy to a thousand people over the next two years. We also wanted to make sure that Wi-Fi um, and data was not an issue. So we wanted to expand, extend um, Wi-Fi access to 100 people who'd come through the academy. And lastly, we also created a fund because a lot of our hosts, because they were individuals, were not able to get, well, they didn't, weren't eligible for some of the kind of the COVID relief funds that we had seen because they were very skewed to businesses. Um, and so, you know, last week we were in the Waterberg. I'm not sure if that contributed to the, you know, 400% increase <laughs> or not. Um, but we were at a graduation for, we had run some, you know, academies in the Waterberg region. And we had 40 graduates that were there. Um, the Minister of 
tourism, um, well, Deputy Minister of Tourism was there. And for us, it was sort of a really big moment of how, you know, thinking through how with partners, we can start to kind of kickstart tourism and, and build sort of a more, more inclusive tourism. Yeah, and I think we're very, very excited about, we have a partnership with the Development Bank of Southern Africa and really thinking about how do we take the academy model to, to, more, pe to more people and to more places and ultimately build a more interesting tourism. So that's been it, uh, getting uh, a little bit of insight into um, Airbnb's business in the region. Uh, really glad to see that uh, things seem to be on the up and up, but, you know, tempering, you know, some of those expectations with uh, the realities of the macroeconomic, um, macroeconomic climate at the moment. Yes, there's a recovery and yes, uh, people are, are excited to travel this festive season, but that's against the backdrop of, uh, you know, higher interest rates, higher inflation, higher fuel fuel and travel, uh, you know, prices at the moment. So all of that feeding into um, the picture that the likes of Airbnb are facing um, at the moment. Lots of updates to the platform and also just getting uh, some understanding into how they're trying to make uh, the platform better from a technology point of view, but also uh, just from a usability point of view. As we said, you can build the road, uh, but people need to actually be able to drive on the road. Uh, so you need to, you know, have uh, some of that support roughly 60 to 70,000 or so hosts in South Africa and um, you know very interesting to see uh, that the distribution of those hosts um, is what has actually evolved and changed um, since before uh, the pandemic and also at the same time um, looking at uh, looking at how do you make sure uh, that uh, you know a company like Airbnb with 4 million or so um, you know with 4 million or so hosts is able to double that amount they're constantly grappling with that and uh, Velma just giving us some insight into how the business how the business is uh, trying to position itself especially during this time of recovery so that's been it very fascinating discussion we were talking uh, to Velma Cochran uh, who is uh, the lead for Middle Eastern Africa over at uh, Airbnb Velma thank you so much for being with us today it was a pleasure This is Mudiwa's take. Great insight into what uh, travel is looking like at the moment, particularly in the accommodation space. As we have mentioned uh, a number of times here, this is the December that a lot of people are expecting to see that resurgence um, in terms of uh, travel globally. Unfortunately, it's against the backdrop of you know very tough macroeconomic conditions. Um, you know, for countries around the world, it's not only South Africa. Now, this is still one of those situations where just like COVID-19, uh, the that downturn in terms of higher interest rates, higher inflation um, has been something that has been characteristic, um, you know, around the world. So it will be interesting to see how things actually happened and will definitely come in. Um, as, uh, you know, as we've discussed before, we had, you know, sessions talking about what consumer spending will likely look like. So it's good to see some of those lines being drawn between 
some of those discussions and this one as well, you know, to say that, yes, uh, people are expecting, you know, some of that resurgence, but uh, the consumer being under pressure is, um, you know, getting things to be tempered down just a little bit. As I said, we will, you know, try to get, uh, you know, a reflection uh, perhaps in January, you know, when the dust has settled uh, on uh, the festive season, uh, just around what would have actually happened just as we did um, with Black Friday, you know, we what are the expectations and then post the event, you know, what actually happened on the ground. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.